Hey, welcome back to the Isaac Jarnian Podcast. Today I talked to Gavin Britton. Gavin is a student at the University of Portland. In his free time, he takes absolutely excellent landscape shots. Some of the best I've, you know, experienced personally. Um, and is very involved in his school's media side, does their newspaper as well as, you know, being involved in the athletics and super involved guy, super interesting guy to talk to as well. You'll like this one. Let's get into it. What, what are you up to today? What's your Monday hold for you? Uh, well, I go to university in Portland, so I've had a couple classes today, and then I'm doing an internship with an accounting firm uh, that's also in Portland. So, got you understood up. Yeah, is that what you're going in for, accounting? No, I'm going to school for marketing, so I'm working on their like marketing team, like inside there. Gotcha, gotcha. And if you uh, did, you grow up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I'm I'm from Snoqualmie, Washington. So like Snoqualmie Falls area. I did it. Gotcha. Thirty minutes east of Seattle. Yeah. Gotcha, dude. Freaking, I feel like photographers just breed up there, man. There's just so many beautiful yeah. spots to take photos of. I mean, oof, beautiful. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely a bunch of like people I know that just are into photography. So it's it's pretty nice. Right. Right. Um. When did you? You know, first time talking to you in person, so I got to get the whole, well, you know, as close to as in person as we can get. But um, yeah. when, when did you start picking up a camera and stuff? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if my memory is. Uh, I think the first time I, like, started picking up a camera and, like, taking pictures was during high school. I don't remember exactly what year. I think probably freshman year, but. Uh, my grandpa, he kind of got me into it. Um, I could elaborate on that if you, if you're interested. Yeah, dude, bro. Uh, so basically, um, my family, we go to this church that does a lot of mission trips and, uh, my mom worked for the Peace Corps. So she kind of liked to travel and like help people in other countries. So, um, I went on a mission trip to Africa, specifically Swaziland, which they changed their like country name. Anyway, that's so confusing. But this, any, I went to basically South Africa to help um, on the mission trip, and the church I go to had a camera that they let me borrow just to bring. And so I like took pictures and didn't think anything crazy of it. But I showed my grandpa who he did that. He did photography for full time business and. I showed him and he was the one saying like, oh, you should like invest in a camera. Like you have something special. And so that, that was kind of the start. And then I kind of taught myself pretty much took a couple photography classes in high school, but they really weren't all that good. So yeah. I mean, like they just weren't as in depth as they could be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same, same with me. And I went to a pretty smaller school. So all those would be just like, you know, like, you know, what are the three aspects of photography? How to balance your triangle of exposure settings? Yeah. Whatever, like that. But, uh, dang. So, did you do a lot of traveling with your mom, or was that kind of your first trip that you were able to like go out of state or out of the country for, rather? Um. Yeah. Like my my family, we really like to travel. Before that, I we did like a family vacation to like um, Florence, Italy. But that was way before I touched a camera. But yeah, we kind of do, instead of like big gifts, we kind of do big trips in my family. So um, like 
some of my friends they would get like you know an ipod touch and then i would like go on like a week trip during the summer so it's just kind of like give and take but i definitely love traveling a lot and i feel like it's mainly because of my parents they because they love traveling so right right i got so many places that i just like I mean, obviously, I looked through your feet today again, but, you know, I've seen you Italy, New York City, like Iceland. You talked about South Africa, or sorry, Africa, which I I guess it's probably a little lower down in your feed, those photos, if they're even in there, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you've been everywhere. What's your favorite spot so far that you've been to? That's like, that's such a crazy question. Um, Honestly, I really think that, I think recently I've been loving uh, just like all the Iceland stuff, but it also gets kind of a lot of hype and we didn't really like, there's so much more to explore. Even I was there for a whole week and I feel like I could spend like a couple months just like driving around finding crazy spots that like no one knows of. Right. But I think I also really liked, I just like the mountains a lot. So kind of like the Dolomites region is really cool. And I mean, Washington and Oregon have kind of the craziest, like condensed mountain ranges. I don't, I really like where I lives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is your area like, you know, the only mountains I've experienced is like Wyoming and Colorado and they both kind of have areas that there's plains is, is Washington, is there any plains to it or is it all kind of foresty and mountainy? Yeah, there's definitely like a deserty side to Washington, like Eastern Washington where like, uh, like Wazoo, like Washington state university. Um, that's just one of the colleges I toured. So, but it definitely, once you get up and over the, like, middle of the state-ish it kind of becomes more deserty um so yeah i think oregon is the same i've never really explored that part of it but even like even the the plains part can be pretty cool right right yeah i mean i i grew up still live in iowa which is basically all plains but you know how it goes you can everyone wants to see a cool perspective of every spot even if it's a you know boring spot on a map but Pacific Northwest is no joke, man. I haven't been up there too much, but man, yeah. Far, the closest I've been is the uh, Tetons, which I'm basically there. Okay, you know, I, yeah, the Tetons are sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your. I want to get. Yeah, yeah. I saw your photo. It looked like you were there in the winter too. Yeah, I. One of my friends that's from Seattle, but he he lives in Idaho Falls, I think. Okay. Um. I like flew, met him at his like house, and then we like drove through there in winter. But it was really, really cold. So, wait, wait, did did you fly into Idaho then? Yeah, so I flew like into like the town that he lived in, and then it was like an hour and a half, two hour right. drive. So, but yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. The roads were definitely not really that good. At least yeah, we. Yeah, it's weird. We went there on a spring break trip. Just this, I mean, I put out a video on it. Uh, I don't know if you saw a peek of that at all. Um, but we did an overnight drive out. So we traveled from Iowa to Wyoming, which is like a 17-hour drive. And we did it as like a spring break trip. So obviously it was still, you know, as winter as possible there. So, yeah, like you said, yeah. they, they, they don't clear the roads. They just pack the snow down and make banks on either side. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, I mean... They- there's too much snow to clear, so 
Yeah, yeah. We're not talking, you know, a few inches. I mean, when you're there, it's it's feet of snow. But, um, man, it was cool seeing it in that perspective. But, you know, every single week, my friends that went on that trip, they're like, yeah, we need to go back there during the summer, dude. This place got to be yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the like summer window is so short for places like the Tetons and like yeah I don't know it's 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 like you can't go because my school we I guess I'm a senior like at the University of Portland so I don't have another like some vacation I guess but um we get out pretty early like in like the first week of May gotcha. which everything's still pretty snowy you know? yeah like yeah especially in like Wyoming in Colorado so. Yeah. How how far is uh Portland from where you kind of grew up? Uh it's almost exactly 3 hours. Gotcha. Like it depends on the traffic, but normally I can get home in 3 hours or less. Right. And and uh what kind of what kind of brought you to that area? Just the school itself or were you intrigued by other things besides that or Um well, there's kind of the thing like I didn't want to be too close to home. Yeah. Um, where I would just go back and like, like, I don't know, it, it's tempting to go back home, but like it's three hours is kind of a big commitment to drive. And also like gas prices here are kind of expensive. I'm sure in Iowa, they might be a little lower, but still yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, so that kind of takes, takes a little bit of the, you know, the draw out of it. I think also I just like the smaller school also. And like Portland was a new place I hadn't really explored. So it's, it's definitely an interesting place to live for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What aspects of that? Like, what do you mean by that? Well, there's still like, we have like Cannon beach and the like Oregon coast is about hour and a half. And then the other way is Mount hood, which is, it's not like a whole mountain range, like in, like you would have in Washington, but still pretty cool to explore and, so you have like the beach and the mountains. You could hit both in like the same day, technically. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never thought about. I mean, I went to closest I've been to doing something like that is you know just Southern California. I mean, you can hit the beach and the mountains same day. It's it's just so crazy to me because for me, that's that's two different trips I have to take in. Yeah, those two things. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, that's beautiful. Um, have you been involved in like any? extracurriculars surrounding like creative stuff or have you been pretty school oriented at school yeah um actually this this year i am the multimedia editor for our school's uh newspaper so that's pretty cool and then i have a couple other like photography jobs on campus for the sports teams uh, it's like i shoot all the home games that i can make it to gotcha for like their social medias and stuff right and i also like work for our school has a yearbook which is kind of funky. Like I didn't, I didn't know they would, but um, I did that in high school, so I just applied and like so I'm right for that. Is it like a different style of yearbook, or is it like pretty similar to like what a high school yearbook would be? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It kind of reminds me exactly of what the high school one is like. I was gotcha. looking at it to because I have a couple of them in my in my room, but. It's, yeah, it's pretty similar. They do, I feel like they do a lot more, like, engaging pages, though. Um, And they always take, like, new suggestions. So, if that makes sense, like, this year, someone suggested that we do, like, a like a spread, I think is what they call it, on, like, people's cars. 
So like if you have a cool car, like like message us and we'll put put it in the yearbook or something. Gotcha. So it's just cool. Like trying to document like all the students and stuff they might be interested in. So Right. And then you talked about being a multimedia editor for the paper does that involve like you're designing the out the the outlay of the paper are you like writing articles or what is that what does that exactly mean oh yeah so we it's mainly um digital now but um it's it's called the the beacon so it's like a student-led news organization for our school um so basically what what my job is is to you know, coordinate with the staff photographers, like assign people to different stories, help with like story pitches and like deciding what like ideas we actually run. And then there's also a video aspect to my job where it's myself and one other videographer on staff currently. So we do like engaging video stuff. Like for instance, I'm almost done editing like a like rock wall video where we kind of are trying to shine light on like the rock wall on campus that we have because not not a lot of people have been using it and and, you know because it can be intimidating you know like rock climbing it's kind of like oh you're gonna fall onto this like yeah i don't know it was it was cool cool to shoot yeah dude a lot of people here i live where iowa state university is at and so i i'm not in college but a lot of people around me are and there's like a lot of people that dig what's it's not rock climbing but uh, bouldering? No, 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 no. Is that what? It- oh yeah, bouldering. Yeah, they like dig that. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, I'm gonna go bouldering after class. I'm like, all right, like you do you, man. I mean, people love that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess I never really realized like how much you dove into like I didn't know you did like you know f- photos for sports teams. Have you ever like publicized that at personally, or do you kind of keep that, you know, for the school? That's kind of. It's a good point. I I should because I've taken pictures of like MLS teams before, and yeah. and stuff for like um like magazines and stuff. But I've never really gotten paid for like the professional level ones, right? Because uh, I I don't know if you follow like the like Major League Soccer, like the Seattle team and the Portland team. I've I've like had press passes and shot at those as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like super fun because I love soccer. Like that's what I grew up playing. And gotcha. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm as good as the people on the field. So it's just cool to like watch them, you know, because I know what's happening. But right. It's just like cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. America's a tough spot for soccer. Everyone disses on it. Yeah. It's like, a, it's literally like an art form, dude. Like there's just so many aspects of it. It's really fun to watch. So I don't, I don't, I don't know where all the the negative talk comes from, dude. Yeah, I could, I could talk for like ten hours about soccer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, dude. What do, you, what? Do you, well, well, let's just get into it. Where, what's your state on like where the MLS is at? You know? Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing with them bringing in Messi and like all the other big players. I think it's good for like the overall. Our league, I guess. I don't know. I I'm from Seattle and they the team up there is pretty good. So when I heard like Messi was joining a team that wasn't Seattle, I was like, Oh, we're screwing it. Yeah. But then they just didn't qualify. Like just this past weekend they didn't qualify for the playoffs. So I was like I'm like power to Miami. You got 
Yeah, he because he got injured, and so he didn't oh. play in a couple of their games, and they had to win the game, and they lost like one zero. So yeah, yeah, dude, I feel like the only time I ran into MLS, you know, before the age of fifteen, was Seattle Sounders Clint Dempsey. Like it's the only time I heard about yeah. MLS. I met him actually. Gotcha. Where'd you meet him? Uh, well, because my family, we we've had season tickets since the Sounders have been in the MLS. So okay, they do like events for like ticket holders, and we got to like do a meet and greet with a bunch of the players, and he was one of them. Thanks. And how far were you from Seattle? In what We're like thirty minutes from Seattle. Gotcha. So it was pretty pretty close. Like fun weekend. Right. You guys kind of roll as a pack. You got you all love the same stuff. Yeah, well, my dad, he played soccer at like a, uh, I think it's a Division two school, Western Washington University when he was in college. Yeah. And so, but then he like, I think he, I forget what, if he was playing for his actual college or if he was just playing pickup, but he like blew out his knee. Got it. Um, not, not saying he would have gone professional, but would be cool. Um. But yeah, so he loves soccer and he got me and my sister to both get into it. And my mom just, she didn't really have any like preference towards sports. So she just learned about soccer and just, right. I mean, she honestly likes it as much as all the rest of us, but she just, she's the only one that really played it. Yeah. I can't, I can't lie. It's one of my, I mean, it's one of my favorites to watch, you know, contrary to what other people say around here, but it's just, yes, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, if you pay attention to, like, the score, yeah, the score doesn't always drive up like crazy or whatever, but the way the ball moves and, you know, the way they, they know all those movements is impressive if you know what the heck to look for, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those, if you know how hard it is, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, there's no way they just did that. Yeah. Especially, even, like, watching just my college team play because, like, I'm on the sidelines taking pictures for them as well. And it's like, I see the person like dribbling and I'm like taking pictures and then I'm like, there's no way he's going to like pass it. And then he just does. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's such a cool sport to watch. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, what's your, what's your kind of commitment for, you know, taking photos for the athletics department? Are you basically like, are you a few days a week you're at games or how does that look? So it's actually a pretty good system because like they want us to focus on school and like, they realize we're just crazy workers. But um, the way that they have it set up right now is you like put in your availability for the month and they give you a list of all the home games for every sport. And so you can like list if you're available or if you're not. And if you're available, then like 99% of the time you'll work the game. So I just... If I'm available, I put it in my calendar as if I'm working. And so basically what that looks like is you go to the game 35, 40 minutes early, get some like pregame, them warming up, you know. Then they do like a little pregame post, whether it's a reel or like a story or an actual feed post. And then um, during the games, it's, it's, it's different per sport, but they normally look to post a couple times during each half or if there's like, like for basketball, it's different because if it's like a big play, like an exciting play, um, like we have like two guys that can dunk and that's it. So if they like whip out a dunk, then you're, you know what, you, you got to edit those to get those up right away. Yeah. But 
other than that, I mean, th- like, yeah. you know, for soccer, it's obviously, like, if they score or if it's, like, a crazy save from a keeper or, like, a, you know, basically, yeah, our teams are pretty good at the sports they play uh, relatively. So, like, it's always interesting to watch, and they're always good photos. It just depends if we win or not, I guess. That makes sense. Right. So that kind of always dictates how much or little this they'll actually post but they get they have these ipads that we edit on and they have lightroom installed so it's pretty easy to do it on the fly but yeah yes you're just sitting there you got an ipad on you you pop that sd card out plug it in and you just edit it out and you export it and email it to someone or are you posting it or how's that look yeah so there's normally there's someone who's like working who's on social so they'll be with the like school phone and they'll have like twitter instagram and then there might be other ones that they have pulled up but they like post the same stuff on all the social accounts and so there's just a group chat that they call there's some weird name that they just made for fun but you get added into the group chat if you're working the game and then they take you out after the game and you just send all the pictures in there i'm from that's it edited yeah yeah gotcha yeah, I'm, I mean, it's cool to see how the different systems work. I, I mean, most of the creatives I talk to, you know, one of the things they end up doing is, you know, being involved with their school. So it's just cool seeing all the different workflows. Like, I've never heard, I've never heard the iPad thing. That's new to me. Yeah, the it definitely was really, it was hard to get used to at first because um, I, like, normally take a really long time to edit. Right. So, like, I've been editing stuff from like we're out march still but that's that's my own it's my own burden to bear i guess yeah i mean you usually use a you usually use probably a computer too it's a little different yeah it's a little different you know they don't have um like i have a couple presets that i have made for landscape stuff um so for like the sports photos it's hard because the lighting is so much like so much different that it's like kind of hard to figure out first um, yeah yeah Tell, talk to me about your your um kind of photo workflow i'm a i'm a gavin fanboy when it comes to like like you can tell you go the extra mile with your landscapes i mean it just shows you um so like i'll yeah. see another i'll see another person that takes good photos and i'm not okay I don't, I don't like, you know, suck up. I'll suck up to you though. Cause your photos, like, I'm like, wow, you're almost as good as Gavin's photos. You know, <laughs> like what's your, that's, what, it's nice to you. What's your um workflow? Do you, you, I think you have an extra step. You keep that realism, but also you make it pop more than like, you know, the usual photos. I like keeping my colors real and whatever, but you can definitely tell that yours has an extra pop to it. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. How you get your photo from raw to final product? That is a good question. I mean, most of the time, I just, I, I like, that's that's hard. Sometimes I play with the, uh, the like, um, the curves a lot just yes. to see. I also have been like tending to, like, use the tint and like the, uh, like white balance a lot more. Um. I mean, I'd really just kind of vibe it out. I know that's not the answer probably anyone wants to hear. No. But, like, I was willing to guess that, like, 
you involve Lightroom and Photoshop in your workflow, where I just put them through Lightroom and then I get mm -hmm. impatient, export it, say, hey, it looks good. I took a decently composed shot. I'm going to move on now. Yeah. But like you can do thing I actually smile. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, the only thing I really use Photoshop for is if there's like anything distracting or like, I don't know, like if there's a person in it that I just don't want in it. But I don't really use Photoshop for like coloring because I feel like it's, it like looks a lot different than what I saw. But I definitely like, I do like having like pretty like colorful images, I guess. Like a lot of people, not a lot of people, there's some photographers I follow that I see their pictures and I'm like, oh, that's sick. And it's like all one color. It's like monochrome, which is super cool. And I've tried to like take pictures like that, just like being mindful of, of like, you know, shadows and stuff. But I really like, like some of my favorite photos have like all the colors in them. And it's right. That's just kind of what I lean towards, I guess. I also tend to, this might blow your mind because it blew the minds of the people. Like I have a couple of friends who I like take pictures with pretty regularly. And I guess they didn't know, like I overexpose most of my images and a lot of people think that's like not like they think that's crazy and and like a lot of people would rather underexpose than overexpose because it's like easier to get the the shadows back than the highlights but um i just find that it it like is just the style i like it's more bright and airy i guess if that makes right. sense right so so maybe i'm i'm comparing me and you i kind of stop at i kind of stop at just the basic curve you know the regular mm -hmm. first curve that shows up i don't get into the color curves but i bet oh yeah yeah you tweak all those crash sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but the good thing is though is like once i see what i like i can normally copy and paste those and they're pretty like i don't change them but yeah i go through like pretty much every every setting on like I, or I don't mess with the color grading, actually, but the curves for sure. Um, like the color grading, like the midtones, the shadows and the highlights, I don't really mess with that. Yeah. Uh, but everything else on Lightroom, I pretty much tweak. Also, like using radio filters and like graduated filters are pretty yeah, like important, especially during like midday photos if you're trying to add like a little, little sun flare or something. Right. Right. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So you 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 dive into that process. You like that process. Yeah, I really I do love editing. I think I mean it's just cool to see like the before and after, you know, and right. I just I just it's weird there's like a lot of sometimes there's negative connotation around editing and I don't know why cuz it's like part of the you know, creative process. And it's not like editing a picture makes it better or worse. Like I've seen plenty of pictures that are like sick and they're probably straight at the camera and plenty of pictures that, you know, are like composited, you know, like the sky was taken at a different time as the fort, but they're still there yeah. because like the person's vision, you know? So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've said over and over again, like I have no opinion on how you took your photo or made your photo. I'm just like, yeah. this is dope. Good work. Yeah. Um, I know that's like, I feel like more people should be like that. Yeah. My, my hope is that, you know, you're at least honest with how you workflow it. 
So I feel like an ask. I'm like, yo, how the heck you do that? They're like, hey, I threw this. I edited the crap out of it, and I had fun doing yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yo, that's dope. But um, that's that's all I would value if I even value that, or else I really I really do care. I mean, have your fun, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like there's definitely some pictures I have on my feed that are you know like composites, like I was saying, you know, sky swap, you know, from later that night or something when you know moon was down or like the sky was just cooler looking or whatever but i still have that foreground like lit with blue hour it's more for star photos for me but i don't know if that makes sense right right um not that this matters either but um what do you what do you uh what do you shoot on for a camera oh yeah so this is another unpopular opinion but i use a nikon z6 too so um yeah, all the Sony people are probably. Yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah. Oh, overexposed on a Nikon. That's just mind boggling. <laughs> My opinion stays the same, bro. Your photos are elite. Uh, what are the Nikon's up? Isn't there like a Z nine out now? There's a Z nine. There's a Z eight, which somehow like. I think is better than the Z9, which just makes you sweet. It's like a more compact version, but I really like my camera. I've spent, you know, all mirrorless cameras are pretty expensive. Yeah. So I'm not trying to upgrade it anytime soon. Like it, it does the work. If anything, I would get a nicer telephoto lens, but mm. mine's fine for now. Uh, the other thing I always preach is I buy the gear that makes me think about gear the least. You know, I just want to I just want to go out and take the photos. You know, so when when did you discover that you enjoyed overexposing shots? Uh, well, that's a good question because I didn't really know I was doing it. I just kind of that's just the, the they're the photos I liked the most were the ones that were just brighter, and so um, I guess it kind of came. I was like looking. It was when I was in Iceland, I guess. So like last year, about this time, I we were taking pictures at like blue hour, but it was before the sun rose. So like the sun was trying to rise, but it didn't really ever get there. And so I was trying to get like a pretty bright scene. So I just like lowered my shutter speed a lot. And it was a pretty bright photo. And then I looked at my friend and he was like hand holding his camera at like two like it was the photo looked completely different but we were like standing in similar spots yeah and his was so dark and i was like you know that's gonna be too dark and he was like me i can just take the shadows up and i'm like but why would you take the shadows up if you could just yeah you know so i think when i say overexposed i don't mean like it's just all white but no it's just like maybe one or two stops right right what your little camera meter says but sometimes my camera meter buys to me so yeah but it's just i kind of just like see what looks good especially if the like electronic viewfinder where you can just see what it's going to look like right the mirrorless it's hella nice so yeah 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 yeah. how's the screen on that thing my screen's like a lower quality so i don't always trust it unless i like look through the viewfinder then i kind of trust okay, that yeah. more but yeah um my screen's been fine i I wish that it like flipped out because it only like I dash it only like flips out like this 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't move like like this way. For sure. So that's kind of annoying, especially for like if I'm shooting um, vertical. Right. You can't like get low. You have to like sit on the ground. Yeah. You can't see the screen. But yeah, other than that, I mean the, you know the the eyepiece, whatever that's called, the viewfinder. Yeah. That is it's pretty nice. So I trust yeah. that a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, with the overexposing, you know, you hear that for film cameras, and but when it comes to digital, it's like. No, like underexpose, you know, kind of, kind of funny how that works. People are so opinionated about that stuff too. I, I know. Like, just take a cool photo and share it. That's like, right. It's so funny sometimes. Like, I mean, I've never really gotten any hate comments, so it's, but it's just like what, what I see on like, you know, pretty big accounts. They're like, oh, you should have done this. And it's like, well, maybe you should do that. Yeah. Is his photo like? Yeah, you either like it or you don't. But I feel like there's not a reason to like explain why you don't. You can just not like something, right? You know, wouldn't I don't think it offend someone. No. Yeah, compare compare the two workflows for me. Like you you you're into you know your feeds all landscape, taking a lot of time to sit down and perfect it the way you want. You know your own personal style compared mm-hmm. to like running a fast-paced athletics, you know, organization workflow, like, which one do you like more? What do you gravitate toward? Is it nice to have both or know both? Or what do you feel on there? I think working for, like, the athletics um, definitely has made me, like, able to edit faster and still like the photos I produce, especially if I'm doing, like, paid work or, like, a like collaboration with, like a company or you know whatever whatever is in the works and like they normally want the photos within a week or maybe two weeks and so um it's easier to you know kind of adapt the sports mentality like edit this to make it like a a good photo that you're happy with but you don't have to like make every picture like perfect you know yeah um i think i do gravitate towards like spending more time and like being able to like look at the photo and like edit it like in minute ways towards the end. Um, but I still love like most of the sports photos that I, that I take and I spend some time like editing extra ones at the end of the game. If I didn't have time during the game to edit those just cause like they might use them later and like we get paid for editing time as well. So it's kind of like a couple extra dollars in my pocket i get a little bit extra time no pressure but sometimes the pressure makes you pick like the best and then you're happy with it and so i i overthink a lot about like stuff and so having to be like under the pressure you know go 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 kind of just i don't have time to think about it i'm just like oh i like this one the best i don't i don't know why you know i edit it and then it's a good it's good yeah 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 i think that part for me has like transferred to life too. You know, I consider myself more of an overthinker, but like doing, doing like this meaty stuff and having time crunches, it's like make a decision, move on. And that translates to like everyday life, you know, make a decision, move on to the next thing, you know? So it's good. It's good to have both workflows down. Yeah, I agree. For sure. But when when it comes to, when it comes to taking photos, 
I think my favorite thing is taking the photo. Mm-hmm. I, I want to capture the memory. And so right. yeah. I don't automatically gravitate towards editing process because I think the memory is captured whether I have, you know, my somewhat decent looking photo as well as like a really, really cool looking photo that I could spend time on. Like I, I get the same effect for me personally. But when I see other when I see other people that take the extra mile, I'm like, yep, that's what I'm missing out on right there. That yeah. Good. That looks good. Yeah. Well, I recently started like taking film pictures and stuff because yeah, I saw um, yeah, I inherited a film camera and then it broke and so then I bought a new film camera. That's just it was just like an up, upgraded version of the same one, so I kind of knew how to use it. And I finally like started, you know, getting film developed. So with that, I definitely agree. Um it's more of just like you're taking the photo, you're like, you know, you're in the moment, you're like, "Oh, this would be sick." Like this is just sick. What like no matter how it turns out, it's going to be cool. Right. And so I think doing that, it's also kind of like popular now to do film photography. Like I'm not, I won't say that I just came up with the idea on my own. You know, I definitely was like searching for a film camera that I could use because it just, you know, it's all about the aesthetic. But (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really, it has helped me kind of be more present when I am like taking photos and kind of just like appreciate the moment take less also i used to take so many photos i still do but i definitely take considerably less photos now than i would have in the past so right and when you do take more photos on film you definitely pay for it yeah <laughs> do you do you develop do you, does your school have a dark room that you're able to utilize nope i wish that would be that would be so much uh, that would be a time and money saver for sure. Yeah. I was talking to my buddy, goes to school in California. Uh, I think he's minors in photography. And he's like, I got into film. I'm like, dope. What are you getting developed? He's like, oh, my school does it for free. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd get into film too, bro. He's <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah. Did, is your, did you get your uh, camera from your grandpa? Uh, no, I actually got it as part of a trade. I traded, you know, the peak design capture clip, uh, not the capture clip. It's like, you can like strap it to a backpack and then you can have your camera like slotted into it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have the next strap with the same system. Okay. Yeah. So similar system. Um, and I have like a peak design tripod and like the next strap that you're talking about. Yeah. Cause it's like super easy to like take on and off and you know, yeah. I could, I like peak design stuff. It's pretty well made, but. I hated the like clip thing because my camera just like would like fling around and like hit me. And it's just because of how my camera is set up. It's not like how their system is set up. Right. But like I was, I was, I just didn't want it anymore and I couldn't like return it. And so one of my friends, he had like a Nikon like film camera and I was like, and then I was complaining to him about the capture clip and he suggested that we trade. So I traded for that. And then I used that for a while and then I think I broke it because so, it like doesn't autofocus anymore. So I just got like the same, basically the same film camera from eBay for like 50 bucks. So, right. Is it one of those like DSLR looking ones? Yeah, I can show you. Just, it's just, it's just this. I have like a 50 millimeter 1.8 run it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I honestly just shoot in aperture priority mode just so I don't mess up any of the other settings. It's pretty, it's honestly a pretty smart film camera. 
and like interchangeable lens is nice. I don't change it, but I could. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have about, I had a film camera collection phase. I got about six on my shelf right now. They're, they make oh, great, they make great decorating pieces, especially yeah. some more metal ones, you know? Uh, my, my fun story with that is when I first got into it, um, we were going to Gulf Shores, which is in Alabama. Uh, we took a wrong exit and we ended up in uh, Birmingham. We have a great aunt and uncle that live in Birmingham. So we're like, shoot, we'll go see them. Why not? And I left there. They just gave me just their barely used brand spanking new looking Canon AE1. And I'm like, hey, I like that. So that was that was like my second one ever. So it was like a that's a, obviously a fun thing to do, but that's how you find those things is sitting in people's closets, man. Yeah, I know it's it it's really cool, like the whole process and looking through the photos after they're developed. Yeah, is really cool because you're like, oh, I forgot I took this or oh, that yeah. like I remember that. Yeah, have you gotten into like the the film YouTuber scene at all? No, not really at all. Is it? It's addicting. Like the guys that just run those channels are just super, super chill. You know what I mean? Even um, I'll have to send you a few that I like. But um, the one of the one of the coolest videos I've seen recently is this guy has this old like ten thousand dollar Fujifilm scanner. It it looks like an old kind of. You know, a really old Apple Mac type colonial. Like, that's kind of how the technology looks, but it's still perfectly functional. He just talks about how he does his film scanning workflow through that thing, and it just sits in one of his rooms in his apartment. Um, so there's, there's just there's just people that, you know, attach to that older type of technology and still, and still love that stuff, and it's just cool to see. Um, and then you got, you know, people, you know, developing and doing darkroom stuff right from their apartment um not not my not my type of world but i love watching it yeah yeah i know i know i feel like that's it's kind of time consuming when you if you were to do it yourself yeah so i don't know if that would be something i would ever do but i would love to like if my school had a dark room i'd love to like go into it and be like oh this is what the process is like that would be pretty cool right um where will kind of you know your creativeness fit into your life in the future is that something you would look to like to you know make an income from or will it be something that'll always be more of a side thing that's a good question i think i mean i've been thinking of that more and more uh because i'm close to graduating now yeah um and so i i think I want to say like, oh, I want that to be part of my income. And I think it will at some point, but I just am not sure when, if that makes sense. Cause I think it's pretty like saturated, it's a pretty saturated market. And so being able to just have fun and like still be creative, uh, like I'll still take photos whether or not I get paid for it. So it would be awesome to be paid for it, to have like, you know, clients that are looking for like photos to take you know maybe if i pivot to like advertising i do sports photos or whatnot it's like that would be pretty sweet um uh, but i also am like 
you know, I do, I will have hopefully fingers crossed. I make it one more year, but I'll have a degree, you know, in marketing. And I do find that pretty interesting as well. There's some creative aspects to it. So, Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. I know that wasn't a concrete answer, but no, no, no. We'll see. Oh, it's just, it's just fun to, you know, I, I, I talked to a kid who's like, I don't ever want to rely on my creativity for an income that stuff gets stressful you'll make a few thousand one month and then you got no one the next month you know you, you either have to give in to like you know trade a little bit of your creativity t- towards something that's a little more useful to like you know be taking photos and videos of me personally i traded all that i'm like i value having a business rather than you know doing like whatever i want to do creative right like, yeah uh, but but some people can't do that and you're right like if you just want to take photos and make money from it especially if you want to do it your way you got to be you got to be out there in the world you know yeah yeah it takes a while to get there right right if if you just want to take photos for an organization there's a place for you but it's gonna be you're gonna be doing it for a similar if not lower pay than like you know a, a marketing role you know what i'm saying yeah exactly so it's it's difficult but I think, yeah, I mean, I definitely am going to keep doing like freelance stuff on the side just to like continue to fund yeah. my, you know, like hobby. I guess it's a good way to fund it, but I don't know if I would ever like, actually, I think I, I would be able to rely on like my creativity. I think it would be cool. Right. Well, would I ever be in the position to do that? Hopefully, but. You know, yeah, like I could, I could see it working out either way. If yeah, if that makes sense. At least you don't like. At least you don't like hate where you're headed. You know what I mean? Like some people, yeah. are like I do not want to do my degree, bro. Like, yes, yeah, that's tough. That yeah, tough. Yeah. No, but yeah, my I mean, just through the internship I did over the summer, it like kind of transitioned. To what I was saying, like it's kind of a part time job now. Yeah. So it's I mean the people I work with are part of it, but. Um, it's pretty like go with the flow, you know, you get like tasks assigned. It's not very like you do the same thing every day, which I like. Cause if I had to do the same thing every day, I'd probably like it. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, wouldn't love that. Yeah. Uh, how have your like, you know, how has having somewhat of an online presence kind of helped you develop your knowledge for this stuff like i'm i'm kind of talking about like how was releasing your own calendar stuff like that like was that a fun process or whatever like you know what i mean yeah um yeah releasing my own calendar that was that was pretty cool uh i will be releasing one this year i just haven't like haven't even thought about that yet so that's a good thing to start thinking about i guess but um yeah uh, I think it's just cool because I meet a lot of new people through photography. Like some of my best friends, you know, we like met because we all were like interested in photography. Um, I have a lot of more like opportunities because of photography. Um, and like, there's just so much that comes with it. I just also, I feel like I connected more with my, like grandpa through it otherwise like, we probably wouldn't have had like a sim like the relationship we did so that that's also really cool and it's just nice um to like be able to 
do something that like i feel like everyone likes a good photo you know there's nothing polarizing about a cool photo of like i mean maybe if you're talking about street photography there's some polarizing photos and some like emotion and like evoking photos but no one's ever going to say like you shouldn't have taken a photo of that yeah so that sunset was too cool to take a photo yeah what do you yeah what the heck yeah and then what i think's cool is like professionally too like it's not a bad thing to say like your your followers have jumped by the way holy moly it's not a bad yeah. thing I say like, hey, I built up a, you know, a page with, you know, a decent amount of engagement and I and I made a website for myself, you know. Like right now the the standard's kinda like, yo, make a LinkedIn for yourself. Not everyone's making websites for themselves yet. So it, it gives you a little bit of a professional edge too, I would assume. Yeah, sort of. I mean the website needs to be updated, but it is pretty cool. I just there's a lot of like technical stuff that I like, you know, toying around with. Especially, I'm trying to um, like work on a documentary for. I'm going on a trip next. Well, actually, I leave Friday, but I'm going to Switzerland for for like fall. So I leave on Friday, and so I'm trying to like roughly plan out like a documentary style video that I just want to shoot just to have. For fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we'll probably, because I'm going with my two friends that go to the same school as me. And so we all do photography stuff. You know, we're renting a van, kind of just driving around. And I just, like, we're all going to film on our phones and then I'll compile it all and just kind of see what happens from there. Because I want to kind of do more video stuff, but. I feel like just doing videos for reels is so annoying. Yeah. I want to make something longer that I would actually like want to show someone, not just like here's a six second song, like compilation clip thing. Right. Right. I mean, we have it like we have it completely eradicated, you know, long for, I think. Oh yeah. No, definitely not. So, like, when it comes to, like, that, it's nice that it still feels valuable to make something like that. I mean, obviously, we're making it a lot less. But uh, the way you really connect to something or or an idea or someone, make yourself a long, in-depth video where you're just being personable and showing what your experience was, you know? Um, That's where I connect with Gavin Britton rather than being, like, wow, that's a really cool hiking view. Thank you for the dopamine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no. That's a good piece of advice, actually. I'll, I'll use that. Thank you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fun stuff. I, I talked about this another time, but there was a tennis documentary and there was a golfing documentary on YouTube. And it followed around the top golfers, the top tennis players. And I was able to connect with them. I've never been involved with tennis or golf, but now it's like when I look at, you know, a highlight on like Instagram or something, I'm like, hey, I I know that person. That's sick. They have a cool personality. Or when I see a golf tournament's on, I watched 30 minutes of one. Like I would never just just seeing like a highlight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then watching golf and stuff. So yeah, definitely, definitely do that. As a challenge, yeah, it's 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 hard to put together a nice video like that. You know, it's you're trying to fit into an like an aesthetic, especially that documentary style aesthetic for sure. Okay. 
Yeah, I we all like did a similar thing for the Iceland trip that I went on last year. And we said we would compile it all. And so I'm just now doing that kind of like just to like see what what I could get out of that like a practice before, you know, just a first version, I guess. So that I mean, yeah. we'll see. That's just more for fun. I just like it's cool to have the pictures, but like we say some crazy stuff, like just some out of pocket, like some random ass stuff. And it's just funny to like have the memories like you you didn't sleep for a week. And this is yeah. like why. And that's yeah. like Yeah, it's a different like, style it's a different style of connection and you know, photos photos are dope and aesthetically cool to look at, but a little harder to remember a whole memory from, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And those are the best photos that you can like remember a memory. Right, right. And and my me personally, um, landscapes are hard for me to most remember a memory from. Yeah. It feels like I'm disconnected from it because I spent so much time making sure it's the perfect frame or whatever. But like a friend of, or sorry, a photo of my friend like falling in the snow or something like that's somewhere where I'll be like, oh, I remember that moment. I remember what they were saying. I remember how tired we were. Um, having having a person in there helps out too. But we got to take the cool landscapes. We have to. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, you never know like if it's not going to be the same. I think I've been trying to have more people in my landscapes just to like give scale, give more context to like what I'm doing. You know, if it's like I'm backpacking, then maybe a picture with my friend who's also backpacking with me and they're in the frame or they're like setting up their tent as like part of like series of photos that I'm telling you know because it's hard when you just post one picture of let's say like Mount Rainier everyone knows what that mountain looks like you know they'll look at it and be like oh that's cool but unless there's more like there's this photographer I've been following pretty recently but his thing is like like story above everything and so he like wants to tell a story with his photos and he'll post like eight or ten pictures all together and the first one's always like some crazy landscape that's super sick but then like the more you go and the more you swipe you're like understanding kind of like what he was doing before after and so I'm trying to like keep that in mind and not just take the one photo of like the cool landscape but take the picture of like you know, your friend taking off their backpack or like setting up their tent, like blowing up their air mattress or that's just, that's just an example. Cause last weekend I went backpacking and I was trying to be more cognizant of, you know, the story, but, um, yeah. So, and, and what that dude is doing is working. Cause we're talking yeah. about it's kind of an impression, you know, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, no, I get that completely. For sure. What's, what's, what's next for you, man? Well, Switzerland, I guess. Yeah. So big one. Yeah, it's I'm pretty excited. I I have been to Switzerland, but um I was only there for a weekend because last year I did like a study abroad program through my school. So I was in Austria for four months. And then after I was done with that, I did a two week um like trip in Italy with my friend Ryan. So we traveled through the coast. We did one week on like the Amalfi Coast area and then one week on like in the Dolomites, which was really sick. 
And so basically ever since our Iceland trip, we were like, okay, what should we do next fall break? Because we have this one week where we have like no school. We have like a fall break, which not a lot of schools have. Yeah. And so we're trying to like utilize that. And we're going to, we're landing in Geneva. So it's like the most, like the the eastern, no, the westernmost city in Switzerland. And so we're going to, we're going to figure that out. It's kind of, it's not even a lot of driving. It's just a lot of, you know, just traveling, I guess, but it, it'll be fun. We're trying to hit fall colors, you know, trying to hit that atmosphere, but, uh, yeah, it should be pretty sick. It might be cold, might be warm. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's like what's next kind of short term. Yeah. Dang. Traveling man, man. I haven't even been out of the country. Never been out of the country. Oh, really? It's pretty, like, de- depending on what you do, it's, it can be pretty cost effective. It's just, like, it just depends on, what like, where you want to go, if that makes sense. Like, you're in Iowa. Is that, how close to, like, Canada is that? Is it pretty close? We got one state above us, Minnesota. That's a pretty long state. Oh, Minnesota. So we got like nine or ten hours till Canada, but okay. me, me being me, I am I have too much of an ego for my first out of country experience to be canceled. I'm like, I gotta go somewhere yeah. interesting at least, you know. Well, Canada's super mm-hmm. interesting. I take that, back. Mm-hmm. but like, it's like no, I feels it feels like North America, you know. Yeah, so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you should just just book a ticket. I have a world map with like pins in every place I've been, like right above my desk. I'm trying to see. Like, you should just go to like Istanbul. Yeah. Or I'm a big I'm a big experienced guy. I like I like being around the people. I got kind of like an internet buddy that lives on the coast of Portugal, and I'm like, yo, that'd be kind of sick. Yeah. Who is it? Because I'm going to Portugal. Yeah, I'll have to connect you with Brahm. He's a creature. Yeah, yes. He has been, you know, on social media for the longest time. Like, the, one of the first names that I would remember from social media is just Brahm. So I'll, I'll send you his name. Uh, oh, so, yes. Yeah. That's good. So when the heck are you going to Portugal? Uh, I'm going, like, in January. So, but it's more of, like, a trip. Uh, I'm going... Me and my girlfriend decided to go, so it'll be fun. I did convince her that we should rent a van and, like, travel the coast, which will be safe. Nice. So. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll connect you with this kid. Uh, do appreciate you for uh, coming on and talking chat a bit, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's always good. I mean, I'm just having fun talking to people for the first time on here. It's, it's, it's fun. You know, once you get over like the, Hey, it's recording, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice, but yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate you like talking to me for sure. Yeah. 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 If, uh, you ever roll through Iowa, which, which is a rare occasion. Uh, Hey, you never know until. Yeah. Dude, there's some cool, there's cool stuff. We got like a cliff. Maybe ten minutes away. That's kind of cool. Yeah, everything. I, there's not a cliff ten minutes from my house. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. You better believe it. I was is good stuff. But <laughs> uh, 
take her easy tonight. Stay in there. Safe travels to Switzerland. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have a good one, bro. Thank you. You too.